Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Been a big show already. Bo Dito, the mayor, Eric Adams. We're going to talk to Cudlow, Larry Cudlow. Today's an important conversation with Cudlow. That whole debt ceiling issue looming very large now, folks. Big meeting coming up at the White House. Biden, Schumer, Jeffries on the left. McConnell, McCarthy on the right. And uh, June 1st, not that long away, as Janet Yellen was yelling yesterday, we default on that debt ceiling. we got a big issue, big issue. So I know the House passed something last week that extended it just a bit, but we're trying to reduce spending as well, and I'm not sure how to do that. So we'll talk to Larry Kudlow coming up. But my next guest is as smart as it gets. Any world affair you discuss, you go to him first. Check out his Twitter. It's great. Gordon G. Chang. Gordon G. Chang. Here he is, a good friend of mine, really good friend of mine, Gordon Chang. Good morning, Gordo. Good morning, Sid, and thank you so much. It's uh, always great having you. You're very, very welcome. You know, last night here in New York was the Met Gala, and Brittany Griner, the WNBA star for the Phoenix Mercury, went to the Met Gala last night. They made a big deal about it here in New York, Gordon. And, of course, we know that not that long ago, Joe Biden made this disastrous deal, this Bo Bergdahl-type deal, to bring Griner back to the States, which I'm happy about, in exchange for this arms dealer. But the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, yesterday did spend a bunch of time talking about the other Americans that are still being detained in Russia. For example, the Marine who we left behind, and now most uh, lately this journalist who was still there. So while Brittany Griner was celebrating at the Met Gala last night, we still got a bunch of Americans that Putin's holding on to as basically pawns in his game of chess. Isn't that right, Gordon? Absolutely right. And the fact that Brittany Griner is walking around the Met Gala in New York means that they grabbed the Wall Street Journal reporter Gersovich um, because, you know, when you um, pay for hostages, which is really what we did, um, they take more hostages. So um, this is a direct result of Biden policy. I got to tell you, I'm seeing these numbers coming back, too. They're saying that about 100,000 Russian casualties since December. Of course, the Kremlin has denied that. But this war Putin's got going on in Ukraine, you talk about a disaster, and maybe that's part of the reason why I don't fear Putin like some of my political friends here in the States do. Like, I'm not bending over backwards to appease Zelensky and the Ukrainians because I don't think Putin knows what he's doing. The idea of him actually taking over Poland and these other countries, how's he going to do it? He can't win this war. He's been inept. Yes, he has been, but um, he can recover and he can actually achieve what he says, which is basically uh, reconstituting the Russian Empire by annexing neighbors. Yeah, but let me you ask know, you this. What, what makes you so confident he can recover? This war is going on for almost 15 months. They haven't held one, not one major city yet. How? Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not confident that he can do it. But remember, when you have leaders like this who tell us what they're going to do, you have to listen to them. Now, this is a setback. It's a huge setback, but he hasn't necessarily lost this war yet. And one of the reasons he hasn't lost the war is that the Biden administration is just trying to manage it. It's not trying to go for victory. 
Um, and one of the reasons why the Biden administration is not going for victory is because they're worried that Putin will actually use his nuclear weapons. If he uses his nuclear weapons, he changes the course of history, and actually he can prevail in Ukraine. So this is, isn't done yet. If he uses his nuclear weapons, he just signed a suicide deal. I mean, I know he's crazy, really crazy, like insane. But is he suicidal? I'm not sold on that. Well, you know, Sid, um, when you have a desperate leader, um, his threshold of risk is really low, and they can do things um, that can take us by surprise. That's the real risk here. And we know that, look, we know that Biden has um, been intimidated by Putin's use of nukes. The, The Chinese know that as well. And so this is just spreading the problem to East Asia. And that's why this is so dangerous now, because the Chinese can see Biden reacting to what um, Putin's threats. So the Chinese make their own threats to use nukes. And so do the North Koreans. The North Koreans always used to say, well, yeah, of course, we'll use our nuclear weapons to defend ourselves. But they've now started to say they'll preemptively use them. And that, I think, is a direct result of Putin getting what he wants with his threats. Correct me if I'm wrong, the last time the North Koreans made that threat, not that long ago, I think last week, it wasn't even Kim Jong-un. It was his sister, right? Kim Yo-jong, yeah. Kim Yo-jong is um, his sister. Um, She is a trusted policy advisor. She has become extremely important. Sometimes she's less important, sometimes more important, but she's at the center of power. (laughs) <laughs> That's unbelievable. Tell me about these uh, hypersonic missiles. My dear friend, Bo Deedle, very smart guy, cop. He's on twice a week. You know Bo Gordon, and he's freaked out about the Chinese. He's desperately afraid, and he's right, that one of these days they're going to shut down our grids and satellites and no water, no power, none of that. And he also talked about this fear of hypersonic missiles. Talk about both of those, Chinese, the hypersonic missiles, and the fact that they are ready, willing, and most dangerously able to shut down our electric and water grid anytime they want. Yes, this surge in Chinese migrants across our southern border. Um, uh, Michael Yan, the great war correspondent, who's at the Darien Gap, that's the place, the 66 miles of in, almost impassable jungle between Colombia and Panama, he's seeing um, increasing large numbers of Chinese males of military age unattached to family groups. I'm sure that some of them are Ministry of State security agents. Others are Chinese military. That means the first day of a war in Asia, even if we're not ostensibly involved, we're going to see those saboteurs um, attack our grid, poison our water, assassinate American mayors and police. Oh, my God. Detonate bombs. This is going to be a war (laughs) on U.S. soil. They're not going to be holding Met Galas anymore (laughs) after this. And, again, I, I know that um, some folks, you know, a lot of my folks that listen to this show believe it and they're scared. Others are like, oh, my God, he's so dramatic, that Gordon Shine. He's cute. He's so dramatic. Uh, give me a timeline for the folks that take this really seriously and are worried this is not only a possibility but a probability, what you just talked about, assassinating folks in the streets. Give me a timeline. Yeah, it can occur any time. Um, you know, General Mike Minahan, the Air Force's chief of the Air Mobility Command, said that he believed that we would be at war with China, quote, by 2025. Now, here's the good news, though. You say by 2025, okay? So a week from tomorrow, Gordon, I hope you're going to listen, President Trump is coming on with me. It's the first time in, like, five years. And I have heard President Trump say more than once over the last couple of months 
when he wins in 2024, one day, Gordon, not a month, not a year, one day Ukraine-Russia is over, and Ping, he's going to put him right in his place. Is that hyperbole, or do you think Donald Trump can do something like that? Um, He certainly can and will put uh, Xi Jinping in his place on day one. I don't know if he can end the war of Ukraine by day one, but, um, uh, you know, Trump can do a lot of things that um, have just astounded uh, his friends and his detractors. So why can't Biden, if Trump can do all these things, and he did it, not he can do them, Patrick McEnroe, he did it for four years. Why can't Biden just read the same script? I mean, what's more important at the end of the day, going against Trump? or being remembered as a decent leader? I think there are a lot of reasons why Biden won't do it. One of them is that he believes that China actually is not an enemy or even an adversary. Um, He just believes China is a competitor. He wants China's cooperation on climate change, which he sees as a paramount goal. Um, And also um, in Biden, you can see, especially in the Middle East, um, Biden adopts policies that uh, undercut the extremely successful policies of Trump in the Middle East, the Abraham Accords, which were a historic achievement. Just Biden wants to just say, well, I'm not Trump, and so I'm going to do everything opposite. Right. The Trump supporters say two things about Biden. One is, like you just said, yes, anything Trump did well, he's going to look to ruin it. And secondly, he's compromised. Bottom line, Hunter Biden. I mean, this is about to... The S is about to hit the fan here, Gordon. These House Republicans, they're going after Hunter. Some think there'll be an indictment sometime soon. Maybe not on all these real charges, something small. But we know China, Russia, Ukraine, the Bidens had their hands in all these countries. So he's a compromised president. Do you believe that goes into some of his decision making? Yeah, I I do believe it. Um, I also believe that Biden is worried about being blackmailed by China because of Hunter Biden's activities, which I'm sure the Chinese have video and audio recordings of. You know, the Chinese may not have actually blackmailed the president of the United States, but I believe the president of the United States is worried that he can be blackmailed by his son's behavior. Mm. And, of course, there's the money. In March, Hunter Biden's legal team actually admitted to corruption in my book because they said, look, the Chinese gave him good faith seed funds, quote unquote, that's an admission of corruption because there's no corruption is the only explanation for the Chinese providing millions to the Biden family in those circumstances. And what about these satellites, the China and the satellites? What, how, uh, how much of a danger is that? Does that pose to America? Well, China is far ahead of us in being able to take down American satellites, and they're going to do that on the first day of the war, or maybe the day before the war starts. Um, so you're going to see the United States being blinded. And it's not just military satellites they're going, going to go after. Your GPS in your car just ain't going to work. Um, you know, everything is going to go down. And the Chinese are going to be really good at this because the Chinese and the Russians have been able to develop this. And we have, as a matter of policy, starting in the Obama administration, decided not to develop anti-satellite weapons. And so we're really rushing to catch up. This is another policy failure. Is, uh, is the number correct about 700 of these satellites that are basically sitting ducks for the Chinese? Um, I don't know the number. Yeah. Um, only the people in the classified realm would have, I think, access to any or yeah. estimate of that sort. But, yeah, that sounds about right. Let me get to Sudan. That's another major story. We, um, the United States went in 
and uh, got a whole bunch of folks out, starting with the politicians. There have been some uh, just regular folk, if you want to call them that, civilians. They've been uh, also uh, evacuated, but there's still a whole bunch of Americans in Sudan. And I don't think most Americans, Gordon, are following this that closely. They have no idea why Americans are even in danger there. What exactly is going on in Sudan that has led to these evacuations? Uh, The military is fighting a paramilitary group, the Rapid Support Force, for control of the country. That started April 15th. Um, Fighting has broken out in other places besides Khartoum. It looks like a civil war. Um, And uh, Russia's uh, Wagner group, the uh, mercenaries, they're supporting um, the paramilitary paramilitary RSF. Now, Russia's not paying the um, Wagners. And the question is, you know, they're not even paying Wagner in, in, in Ukraine. They can't <laughs> supply him with shells. Yeah. So the question is, why is the Wagner group supporting one of the two parties in this um, civil war? And the answer is China is paying Wagner mercenaries. And that means that China is going to end up with a naval base on the Red Sea, which means China will be able to control shipping in and out of the Suez Canal, which means that this is another failure of American diplomacy. Why we're allowing China to do this, I have no idea. But the Biden administration just doesn't seem to care. One more. I know we're just about a week out, maybe two weeks from closing down that Chinese police station down by Canal Street here in New York City. We saw that picture, of course, of that uh, Chinese gentleman standing in between Chuck Schumer and Mayor Eric Adams. I mean, I, and I actually believe Schumer and Adams. They didn't realize who this guy was when they took those, those that money. But uh, more importantly, the police station was closed down. But we know that wasn't the only one. So where do you think that problem lies? Well, the problem lies, and, and this is not just Biden, but it is Biden. It goes back to Obama, maybe even Bush. We've allowed Chinese Ministry of State security agents and Chinese consular officials to grossly violate our sovereignty. We've allowed uh, the MSS agents to commit crimes without um, punishment. So, of course, the Chinese felt they could open up formal police stations on our soil. Um, so this is a failure of leadership. It's bipartisan, liberals and conservatives, Republicans and Democrats. But Biden knows about the six other police stations. He hasn't closed them down. And the question is, why did not why did we not learn of any of these police stations from the FBI or Biden? We learned them from Safeguard Defenders, a Spanish based NGO. Uh, we learned it from The New York Post. You know, instead of the FBI, maybe we should be. <laughs> you know, supporting the New York Post. <laughs> hey, listen, they've broken every big story. Miranda Devine and Michael Goodwin, whether it's, you know, overnight flights to airports in New York City, the migrants, Tony Bobolinsky, Hunter Biden, seems uh, divine, good when the New York Post break all these. So on the way out, we've discussed the Sudan, we've discussed Russia, China, the Ukraine, North Korea, all these countries. Is there some maybe Saudi Arabia, is there somebody else out there right now that Americans, politicians, and civilians should be keeping their eyes on that could, in fact, pose a major issue for the United States not too far down the road. Morocco and Algeria. Really? Morocco is um, American friend going, actually, the, probably the first country that diplomatically recognized the United States. China and Russia are supporting Algeria in their attempts to break apart Morocco. Morocco signed one of those Abraham Accords. We gave promises to Rabat in order to do that, and the Biden administration is not. Uh, honoring those promises to Morocco, our great friend. 
again, this is going to be we're going to lose another country. You know, forget about Saudi Arabia, forget about Brazil, forget about France. We're about to lose uh, the country that controls the western mouth to the Mediterranean. So, um, and by the way, Sid, you know, I believe Schumer doesn't know about it, but Eric Adams has a lot of Chinese connections. They're very smelly. Some of them are communist connections. So Eric Adams in that photograph with the guy who got arrested for the Chinese police station, that ain't any coincidence. New Yorkers should be really pissed about that. You know, I just had the mayor on literally 45 minutes ago, and I beat him up a bit over the whole migrant situation. I beat him up quite a bit, actually. I didn't go over the Chinese police station. But you are, you sound like you're pretty sure, Gordon, because you're usually pretty careful about making any real declarations. You're pretty sure that Eric Adams knew exactly who he was dealing with? Yeah, he, he um, he's had a number of trips to China. Um, he's had a number of these relationships that uh, call into question, on, you know, his judgment. And um, what I'm saying is that New Yorkers should be spending a lot more time looking at Eric Adams's relationship with China. You know, Schumer has always been anti-China. So, you know, he's in a photo. He has no idea what's going on. But Eric Adams... He should have known what's going on, and so therefore, this is a very different issue: um, Schumer versus Eric Adams. Interesting. Hey, as always, Gordon, the information you provide is so valuable you can't get it any place else. You're really that great. So, thank you again for hopping on this morning. Something tells me, Gordo, we're going to do this again very, very soon. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I, you know. I love talking to you, but when you, we talk, it's because something's really going wrong in the world. So, you know, it's better, you know, that we don't have to talk, but I'm afraid we will be. Yeah. And too. so thank you very much for, you know, raising these issues, which are just of critical importance. Well, thank you so much for providing the real information. You're the best. I love you. Thanks, pal. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Sid. Take care. Gordon Shank, folks. That's the real deal.